tried to sub and tried again, I think. I don't, I don't even know if we won't have an intro, but I like doing it. Well, it's, I feel like sometimes <laughs> things just happen. It's done now. It's just a thing. It's there. It is. How are you? Good. How are you? Tired. I don't know why, though. We've been back on holiday nearly a week, which I yeah, cannot believe. So depressing. I'm also sad about it and would love to be back. But, yeah, a bit tired today. I've not really achieved anything today. I've eaten. I don't even feel like I really achieved anything this week. Mm. What a lethargic week I've Yeah, had. I found this week really actually quite miserable. Yeah, even being back at work. Oh, can I just say, Megan made me a cup of tea before this episode. It goes perfectly with my outfit. It does go perfectly with this the outfit. This is a cute aesthetic. Does it taste nice? I haven't tried it. Oh. Let me try already. Bit of ASMR. Delicious! You've yeah. really got better. You used to make sewage tea. I know. You've really, you've really done good. I've matured. You have. 20 somethings, not failing at making tea. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I feel like it's been a very uneventful week. Yeah. Not a lot's happened. Trying to get back into the swing of work, that hasn't happened very well. Um, and now we're here and it's Saturday. Yeah. And I stayed in last night, which is weird. On I a know. Friday. I had a lovely time. I had a little date night with my bro, but like, it's very odd staying in on a Friday. It doesn't feel like it's a Saturday now. Yeah, it feels like it could have been a weekday kind of thing. Yeah. How are you? How's things? Uh, good. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't seen each other in a full 36 hours. Yeah, is that how long it's been? Yeah, how do you feel about it? I'm devastated. Yeah. So, so very least. I don't even know how I've coped. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today? So, Sorovid. Mm-hmm. I can't actually remember who it is, and that's probably for the best, because I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit. <laughs> but, basically, it was along the lines of, if you teach your kids to... Like, that they can be anything that they want to be. Like, mm-hmm. nothing's unachievable. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're setting them up for failure because it is the one in a million that make it. Do you know? Like, you've got, you're like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually know anything about whose background's what, but, like, there's always a story of the guys that started on the council estate and then they made it in, like, the music industry or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, or, like, even the LinkedIn stories. I know you don't have LinkedIn, it's really annoying, <laughs> but it's like... I'll get it, just for fun. There's like this whole thing on LinkedIn where you could just say I passed my driving test today, mm-hmm. but it's like it's with great pleasure for me to announce mm-hmm. that I am finding out to drive in the road in the UK. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's this big thing. There's loads of stories like that on LinkedIn. I've come from nothing. I've done this. Yeah. So I think it's like his point is that like the modern world, there's that false pretense that if you work hard, yeah, you can have whatever you want. You mm-hmm. can be whatever you want. And I think it's important to work hard. Yeah. Regardless. But I can't... I, I don't know where I sit with it, because obviously that's just... Like, I don't think that's a very good attitude. To tell... What? To not tell... To tell children they can't be with them. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think that's very, like, encouraging or, like, kind. No. And, like, if people don't believe they can be something, yeah. then there's no chance. Mm-hmm. If you believe it a bit, then they if you believe it, then at least there's a small chance that you could. Yeah. Because you'd be striving for it. Definitely. But I do get the point of, like, status mm-hmm. and financial background and relationships that you have. Like, do your parents know people? Do they not know people? Yeah. All of that shit, plus a bit of luck. Yeah. I do think is a factor to where you go and when. Completely. You know, like Hayley Baldwin or Bieber or whatever. Yeah. Both her parents and her uncle are famous. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, she's definitely born it. But then even but like, she's still stunning. But even the everyday job, do you know what I mean? Even an average job that isn't in the media or the public eye. Like if I look at all the jobs I've ever had, I've got them because I know someone. Yeah. And they're not like amazing. But, you know, even when I worked in a pub, I got that because I knew some, one of my friends worked there. Yeah. Like, and then I went there and I got the job. But it's just like a chain reaction. Well, yeah, because everyone always says that, don't they? It's not who you know. No, it's not what you know. It's who you know. But the only thing I would say is is that I don't think like what you say, you think it's a bit mean to tell your kids, you know, you can't be anything that you want to be. I agree. I think tell your children they can be everything. And the reason I say this is because the rest of the world will tell them they can't anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I growing up, my dream was to be in the West End. That was what I wanted to do. That was what I geared myself up for. I wanted to be... And my parents said you can. Everyone else used to laugh at me for it. I didn't end up doing it. But, like, I already had everybody else, like, would scoff at the idea or go, oh, yeah, like, it is... I remember one of my... uh, A family friend that we know, I I I must have been, like, 10 or 11. And they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be in the West End. And he instantly started laughing. And I've never forgotten that. And I remember thinking that, oh, is it a silly idea that I want to do that? Like, to me, it was the same because you're a child. It's the same as me going, well, I want to, I don't know, work in finance. Like, it was just the yeah, job. That would have been fucking weird, I think, if you were 10. Yeah, but it, it was just, but like, it was, like, it was just to me, in my head, it was just a, a different job. Which is all that those things are. We have, the, we've obviously, we put everything on a pedestal dependent on, like, money or status or what, it, what benefits it gives you. Yeah. But the truth is, like, if you do work hard... You work hard. Do you know what I mean? It's a great ethic to live by. Even if you're not in the job that you want. I remember my first ever job, he's my, I worked with this pharmacist who was, who was in his 80s, I think. He, maybe he wasn't, if he wasn't, I'm sorry. But I think he was. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, always work for the job you want, not the job you have. And I've carried that with every job I've ever gone to. It doesn't matter what job you have. Working hard and being told from a young age you can be what you want, I think instills that hard work for you. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, well, if I do this, like, I can work hard. But then I do understand if you don't get the light at the end of the tunnel or you don't get the treasure and, and you're like, like what the fuck? you told me I could do it even though yeah. you knew I could I just had to rephrase my light at the end of the tunnel because that's a death reference I meant like pot of gold at the end of the render so just <laughs> sorry sorry about that yeah like you don't get the you don't the, you don't reap the benefits basically sure but it's like yeah you because told me I could do it even though you knew I never could yeah. Because even, like, let's look, for example... Let's, how do you know that people never can? But like, some let's, people have jobs and they shouldn't have them and they somehow did them. No, but, like, the reality is, like, let's use you as an example. Yeah. You wanted to be in the West End. In order to do that, you went to acting classes. Mm-hmm. You went to singing classes. You did eight exams yeah. over the course of your child to teenage years. Yeah. Right? Every single one of those things costed money every single week. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think that's the factor. That's the factor that, like, I think that's the angle that he's coming from. Like, that's great. You can be in the West End, but mm-hmm. who's paying for you to go to auditions? Oh, who's yeah. paying for your grade eight and singing? Like, totally. all of those factors. That's what makes it unrealistic. Yes. Not that that person's capable or not capable of doing it. It's like, do they have those stepping stones that get you there? Yeah, Which was yeah. the argument with that whole Molly made twenty four hours in a day thing. Oh, it's just a load of shit. It's that? great that we all have the same amount of time in the day, but we don't all have the same opportunities presented. Oh, God, no, not at all. And it comes down to, like, the for me, the very start of it can be, like, the area that you live in. Yeah. Just straight away, the state school there is not as 
good as a state school somewhere else and then are your opportunities of getting your grades getting into uni or going on the courses you want yeah like I think it all like there's so many factors to what we deem as successes and there's so many variables mm. because equally there's you know there, there will always be the people that statistically weren't supposed to be successful that become successful oh well, yeah and there yeah, are always yeah. the people that were supposed to they were born into success and they fuck it up yeah there, there was always going to be that because that's I think that's just life like mm-hmm. I think that's just the way that things work and people do get lucky totally. they do get heard singing in a pub having yeah. had no training and yeah. then and go like on the West End or whatever but then I, think I don't know why that's become like the running but it still a dream like I remember going to a concert some Jingle Bell or Summertime Ball with you and Justin <laughs> Justin Bieber was there or Enrique Iglesias I can't remember anyway whoever it was pulled a girl up from the oh it was Enrique, it was Enrique Iglesias and he pulled a girl up from the stage I was like 120,000 people back but in my head I was going to be pissed but she was actually from our area yeah she was I was furious but then then you think like it's like when you watch films and you, they just bump into each other in Costa or Starbucks and they just fall in love and like it instills a stupid dream in your head that that's going to happen to all of us yeah like I have 1500 dating apps on my phone but I still hold hope that I will go into Cafe Nero and, and the man of my dreams <laughs> will just, be there. and we'll just know because everyone says when you know you know and as far as I'm concerned we don't even need to say hello for that to be a thing we'll just know just I, looking at each other I think people decide when they know they know after being together for 10 years what did you want to be when you were younger? <laughs> um, I found a book not that long ago with like all this weird shit in it that I'd read about in that mm. purple gel pen. So I wanted to be either a fashion designer or an archaeologist. I remember the fashion designer. I don't remember you wanted to do Yeah, that. digging up bones. <laughs> oh, do you want to tell them the story of how you discovered that you love digging up bones? Go <laughs> <laughs> oh, on. Oh. 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 Speak of the devil. There's gravel. That's what you can hear. So, yeah. back in the day, <laughs> yeah, long, long time ago, I honestly don't really remember this dog that well, so I must have been maybe about five or six. Whose dog was it? It was my grandparents' dog, I think. Oh, okay. I think it was like a family dog. Right. So we all kind of live around each other, we share a garden kind of thing, so the dog's just roaming around. Yeah. And me and my cousins were out in the garden one day, and all of our parents were back at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And there was this, like, hump in the garden. But we never knew what it was. So we were just like, oh, let's dig. Mm-hmm. So we, like, started digging it. So if I'm five, they're sort of, like... They kind of go up in twos from that point on. So the yeah. oldest person would have only been, I don't know, nine or ten. Yeah. So we were all, like, digging, digging in the garden. And, like, we hit something. We were like, oh, my God, what is it? Like, let's keep going. So we dug and we dug and we dug it out. And we, like, dusted off all the mud. And it was this bone, and we obviously had been watching telly or films or something, yeah. and thought it was like a dinosaur bone, like something really exciting. So we'd like run back to the Is house. Is it called a fossil? A fossil. <laughs> a fossil. Fossil. The whole time in my head, I was thinking what about did you, what I'm going to just pick up that was I couldn't really, think of what it was called. Really embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry, continue. So we dug up the flossel. <laughs> anyway, so we dug up the phone. Yeah. And we've like gone running back to the house. We've got like my dad, my uncle, 
we've been like, oh my God, guys, look what we found in the garden. Like, can you believe it? Like, it's from like the olden days, all of this stuff. And they were like, oh my God, wow, like that's amazing. We were like, so cool. I mean, I'm sure we got bored of it about 10 minutes anyway. Mm-hmm. Moved on with our lives. And a couple of years ago, dad told me once, we dug up the dog's pelvis and brought it out to the house. <laughs> I love it. He was like, you sit down holding the dog's pelvis. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> they found and it. And you knew for that moment, archaeology was for you. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a phase. I mean, obviously it was a phase. <laughs> it was a phase, <laughs> Don't think I even did science. Do you, did you have parents, I obviously know your parents, but did you have parents that kind of told you you could be anything? Yeah, yeah so did I. My mum was very, my mum's very like, um, she still does now. Yeah. Like, I could wear anything and it'd be the best outfit in the world. Oh yeah, your mum does do it. I love her for that. Yeah. my mum, We'll be like that, like, like, I don't know whether it's a blessing or a curse. Like, it's a nice way to be. Like, she's very, very positive. Oh my god, so positive. And like, if I've got a job interview, she's like, you'll get it. Yeah. Do you know anything like that? Like, they always have been. And like, whatever I wanted to study, like, whatever I wanted to do after school, like, everything was kind of the decision was in my hands. Yeah. But I think, like, because not that. I wouldn't say things came naturally to me at like school or uni. Like, I would say I put the work in, but. I wasn't somebody who really struggled to grasp things. Like, you yeah. know, some people, they just, like, they need, like, a little bit more discipline. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, had I needed that, I don't think that way of parenting would have worked for me. Like, had I needed well, yeah. pushing, I was quite self-motivated for, for studies. Mm-hmm. But had I needed pushing to do so, I don't think the relaxed, like, anything you want to do with support attitude mm-hmm. would always have driven me forward. yeah. So I think it does depend on also the type of person that you're dealing with. Definitely. I think it also depends if you have siblings or not. I know that sounds weird, but like... Go on. I'm well, my older brother is a lot more like logical than I am. He's definitely more academic than I am. Is he? Tom is definitely, yeah. But he doesn't have to work hard at that. Whereas I realised, I, I was quite self-motivated in school. Like, I would always do the revision and stuff. just turns out that everyone just stood what I was advising. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sat there for hours. My, if you ask my parents now, they'll say, Tom did nothing, and that'd be revised every day. The truth is, I just read through the books. But you still didn't understand what you were reading. Hence why he has infinitely more GCSEs than I have. I didn't learn how to effectively revise, write an essay, or study until after I left university. That's mad. And now I'm good at it. But, like, back then... Oh, I was shite. Mm. But I was also, Tom, me and Tom have always been so opposite in that sense. Like, the jobs that he wanted to do versus, I think I was always a bit of, like, not an airhead, but, like, a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I always had these, like, no. fantastical ideas of, I mean, I wanted to be a bodybuilder, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and so every night. And my mum and dad would just go, yeah, all right then. That's fine. And so then I would... When Where did you tell them you wanted to be a bodybuilder? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. This was a big thing for me at the time. So I used to, every night, we used to have this, like, fold-up mattress thing underneath our bunk beds, because our cousin used to stay on the weekends, and he used to sleep on it, bless his soul. Probably got a bad back now. <laughs> but he used to sleep on that. But I used to bring it downstairs, put on some costume, and do copious amounts of forward rolls. <laughs> Just thought I'd build muscle. <laughs> and no one told me not to. Like, my mum would watch me do it. <laughs> and my dad would, like, he, would, he was aware that I was doing it too. Like... It, this wasn't like no one knew what I was getting up to. I was very out there. I was a very, I was quite an eccentric child. I'm quite arguably an eccentric adult, but I did. It was so funny. I used to do lots of four drugs. But this is the thing, right? Back to Frederick's point. Yeah. Right? 
Should your mum have told you forward rolls weren't going to make you a bodybuilder? I mean, I feel like she could have, but I also feel like... You I were was, a kid. I was a kid, and, like, hilarious memories. Yeah. Hilarious. Like, the things I used to do, the things I used to wear. And, like, like they probably know you're not going to do it anyway, so why are they crush your dreams? Because you'll get over it, because it probably, yeah. like, that was a phase. For sure. The bodybuilder phase. <laughs> Tom's aspirations were always a little bit more like normal. He wanted to be a builder. The only weird part of that is he wanted to change his name to Gary because he doesn't Tom the Builder really well. So, like, things like that were quite hilarious. But he was always quite, like, normal. He wanted Gary. to do, like, normal things. I remember I got a pair of Heelys and I thought I could become a Heely extraordinaire. Well, as a job? Yeah. Cute. So I used to practice. My in my Heelys in the lounge. <laughs> and then um, I thought I was going to get into the Guinness World Cup. Oh, my God. I, I, I never told you this. I don't know if you remember this. This happened at primary school. You would have seen me do it. Oh no! Oh, this is a memory I forgot I had. I don't even know if this is relevant to anything I'm talking about. Do you remember the four of us at school? Skipping? Doing skipping? No. Oh. That was fun. I was good at that. I was a top skipper. I was going to. The four of us, and we thought that we could create the longest Scooby Doo in the world. <laughs> but. <laughs> it was when Scooby Doo, do you remember those like pipes? I know exactly what they are. They were the thing. So we would we would make some Scooby Doo as you were supposed to, and I think we got bored halfway through, so we used to get the long bits of string and just tie them together so they'd just make longer and longer. We stood up in front of an assembly and told no, the school. No, you didn't. Yeah, I can't say who it was. But the four of us. And we stood up in front of the school. That's the so whole embarrassing. 450 people in that school. And told them that we were going to be in the Guinness World Book, or the goal was to be in the Guinness World Book of Records. I think you're saying it wrong. Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. That. You're saying Guinness World Book. This is like when I did gymnastics in the talent show at school. <laughs> <laughs> I, every year at primary school we had a talent show, and I did it with these two girls who were gymnasts. And I said, I'll do that, just pay a picture for you. I'm a short, chunky adult, and I'm a short, chunky kid. <laughs> and sport was never my vibe. So whilst they were backflipping and doing cartwheels on the stage, I didn't move. I sat on my bum the whole time in the splits <laughs> for like five minutes. And then at the end, just put my leg over my head. That was it. <laughs> it's like, well, so awful. And you know, afterwards, when you pretend to be like really out of breath, that was so stressful. <laughs> I'm fucking sitting down. <laughs> anyway. My parents told me to be a disservice by telling me I could be anything I wanted. And now we're 25 started doing a podcast. And my yeah. parents went, yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it, that's a great idea. So, and then my dad even bought churros. Your dad even bought churros. That's cute, actually. He's bought you a little dessert. When are you going to eat them? for you, too. I oh, think you're we joking. We thought we might want to eat. We thought we might want to eat churros while we did the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh I know. Your parents are actually the sweetest thing on the world. Oh, I thought you meant it for you and your sister. No. Oh. That was so annoying in the mic, though. Yeah, I know. I already clap and click and... You do? Hit my ring on my mouth. (laughs) So... So, going back to what we were supposed to be talking about. Yeah, yeah. Which is? Should you tell your children they can be anything they want? Okay. I don't don't see that there's harm in that. Yeah, like, if if you're not, then, like, there's a lot of things we say and we're not, so it's like, whatever. Because I just feel like the rest of the world will always tell you you can't anyway. That is very true. Do you know what I mean? And when like the one people, the one people, that's embarrassing. <laughs> the, the, the people that you're supposed to be 
like the people who are supposed to be your biggest cheerleaders mm. like maybe they're not the ones that need to tell you that it's unrealistic no. I would like to know if there's anybody who's who felt like they've been done a disservice by being told they could be anything they want to be because I think I, a lot of people would say that they've used that to their advantage more than they would you know, say that it's done them a disservice I think, so, I think a lot of people say it's done them a disservice for the, but that would be the people that maybe didn't do the thing that they thought they were going to do mm. or didn't have the life that they saw in their head yeah. but I think there's a lot of people that would say it was all the people that oh, sorry that was me that wasn't even Megan Cook in that time <laughs> and I think be, those people would say all the people that told me no made me push harder all the people that told me I couldn't do this made me want to do it more and so I think it depends on are the you like that are you driven in that way no <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sensitive soul yeah. the people that told me no made me cry yeah. people told me no I said okay then thank you no I'm um, as a child if somebody had have told me no I think I'd have struggled as an adult as an adult less so mm. as an adult I kind of think shut up because I just think there's a yeah just because you're fucking bored you that's what I think all adults are like overgrown children and it's just a bigger playground to be yeah. mean to each other in and I just think shut up idiot. I just think when people say oh how are you going to make money doing that like oh I don't think you're going to be able to do yeah. that like yeah but you work 12 hour days 7 days a week for 40 years and you're miserable about it so like leave me but be. also like you never ask for your opinion I never asked yeah true like as a child I would have been up I think I was upset when I was told like I couldn't do something Sorry, <laughs> my brother had burning ears. He's called him. Um, I think I was upset when things like that happened, but then equally, I had to do quite a lot of auditions and stuff when I was a child, and I got told no all the time. Mm. And in fact, I got told no probably every time if I think about it. Like, I never got the part I wanted, I always had to get, go for a different part or whatever. So, that but that never bothered me because I was told I was always going to be told no. Yeah, but it was I was told no in terms of like school or if I failed something or if someone told me I couldn't do that thing, whatever it was I wanted. Not in terms of like, I mean, career things, not just like if my parents said, no, you can't do that. I'm like, oh my God, well, I would probably. <laughs> but like, I would be really hurt like when that guy laughed, laughed when I told him I wanted to be in the West End. It wasn't that he was telling me no, but like shitting on my dream made me feel sad. And that didn't make me go, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. It kind of just made me feel like shit. Yeah. I, from what I remember, anyway. Yeah. I don't remember feeling any different. I think I'm a prove you wronger kind of person, but I am a bit arrogant. Which like is a, arrogant? I think it's a bit arrogant, yeah, to be like that. Not arrogant, but I think it's quite main character energy. You sure think it's quite arrogant for someone to tell you that they know that you're not oh, 100%, 100%, 100%. But it's like. It's back to that like announcement culture thing. It's like I can't wait to tell you I did it, even though you said I couldn't. Yeah. But actually, shouldn't you just want to do it because you want to do it? It's been what you wanted, regardless of what they were going to say. Yeah. So I think there's a slight arrogance in it. Yeah. I think we all have that though. Yeah. Because even if I feel sad by like, because I don't know, like the announcement culture side of things, that like you feel like someone told you you can't do it and then you kind of don't. But in your head, you're going, well, one day when I have my moment, you're going to see that. But then I don't do much about that. I just hope that it's going to manifest itself <laughs> into my life. Yeah, no, it's true. And you'll just see me drive by my cool car. It's... And you'll go, she did it. But you won't say that. You'll probably just go, didn't even like that car anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that person's not going to give a fuck. So I don't know. Because they, they didn't care in the first place. Yeah, I think as well, I actually just stopped caring about that when I got older. Ooh. Especially in the past couple of years. I stayed in so many situations because I felt 
worried about what other people would say or other people would think I was doing the wrong thing or other people would think I was failing. And then when I decided to stop worrying about that so much and just do what I wanted, as long as it, you know, as long as nothing's ever hurting anybody and it's for your benefit and all that crap, <laughs> you realise it's alright. You don't care if other people are unhappy or happy because you're quite satisfied with what you're doing. Yeah. And if someone else doesn't like it, well, they're not living that life. So and like, also, like, why would you let a passing comment that's probably not affecting the person that said it mm. have an impact on you? Yeah. I mean, one person saying, oh, that's unlikely. Like, yeah. they probably never think about that again. So I saw something on um, TikTok today, <laughs> and someone who was asking, you know, the people that go around the streets and they ask, like, just a question. Yeah, right? yeah. He asked, what's the best advice you've ever been given, or like something you live by or something? And the lady said, Oh, sorry, don't. I don't think that they'll be able to hear that. Do you not think? <laughs> they'll be able to hear She said, Don't take opinions off somebody you wouldn't ask for advice. Yes, I love that. How interesting. So true. Like, why would you let somebody's opinion affect you yeah. when you wouldn't even go to them in a time of need? And also, an opinion isn't a fact, it's an opinion. Yeah. That, that's all it Sometimes is. Sometimes I act like it's a fact. Yeah, but we all do. It's like when we believe our own thoughts, we go, I can't do this. You've just told yourself you can't, therefore you believe it's a fact. Mm. It's not, you've just told yourself you can't. What if you just told yourself you can? Then you might be able then to. Then you might be able to. Mm. Like, that's that same thing, like, if you don't actually give yourself a chance, there is no. That, if you don't put yourself forward, there is no chance. Yeah. You have to be in it to win it. Yeah. And like you might not win, but at least you can get involved. Do you know what though? I think in every aspect of your life, people will tell you you're not going to do the thing you set out to do. Jealous. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's jealous or people unfulfilled in their own life and therefore they don't want you to have it. And I'm just pessimist, you know. Or like when people tell you your dreams are like, unre- like even your personal dreams are unrealistic. Like not even your job dreams. But like when you say, oh, um... Like, I will work a four-day week. Oh, that's still a job. That's still a job. Like, um... When, if you said to someone, I want to have four kids, like, fuck, you'll have four kids. How do you know if I want to have four kids or not? <laughs> yeah. You might but have like, four at once. I might have four at once. I was watching that amazing family yesterday who've had 22 children. I wouldn't want to push out that many. But who is anyone to tell them that they didn't? Yeah, because they've done it. Yeah, or like someone goes, all right, have two and then... Have two and then tell me. Mm. What if I have two and I only want two? Does that mean you get to say I told you so, or does that mean I just wanted two? Yeah. Like, where has that come from? Or like, oh, it does go. I, I want to have this job. Oh yeah, all right then. Oh, what do you think? The only one in a million gets that. What if I'm that one in a million? And what if I'm not? Okay, so can I just clarify? You totally disagree with what this man has said then? No, I don't disagree. Well, I disagree that parents should say. I don't think your parents should tell you so you who, can't be. So basically this man... I think your parents should build you up and cheerlead you. They should... I think it is, again, about managing expectations because I think as you... When you're a child and you say, I want to be, like, when I used to work in school, kids would be like, I want to be a pop star gymnast. And I go, oh my God, yeah, amazing. I'd never tell them they couldn't. Because they're four. The world <laughs> hasn't tainted them yet. Like, let them have that imagination because regardless of what I say... All I'm telling them, all I'm doing in that 10 minutes that they decided they wanted to be a unicorn, unicorn, gymnastic, pop star, pop star, gymnast, all I've done is gone, <laughs> I don't know what you look up from, <laughs> all I've done is just make them smile for a minute, because I guarantee you, next week, they'll want to be a bodybuilder, like I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to constantly change, and it's just, I don't think it's fair 
to do once children get older and say I don't know if your child has picked all subjects geared towards I was going to say academia, like, like, but then children or, yeah, as in teenagers as teenagers well. if your child like when we were doing GCSEs I picked drama geography and sewing and if I'd gone to mum and gone mum I want to do maths she gone abs I don't really think you've planned you have to do maths yeah no no but if I oh, wanted additional to, maths. if I wanted to be a maths person a mathematician or something called mum would have gone abs in fact I did say that because I got a new math teacher I really liked from I said mum if I get a B I'm going to do maths very level and my mum worked in my school our school she told my math teacher and he said I don't think that's the best idea I just ran away with myself I think for a minute I'd have yeah got overexcited but mum said to me she was like abs you haven't really geared yourself up to do that she didn't say you can't because actually if you wanted to you could have yeah but in that moment she was hated it hated it but in that moment, Mum wasn't saying a car, but she was managing my expectations of this probably won't happen. Yeah. And so let's give. Did you get a big? No, I didn't. Maybe I'm <laughs> <laughs> I got a C, <laughs> so I couldn't do it very level anyway. No, but yeah, I think that's the attitude, isn't it? It's like school's harsh. Kids around you will tell you. But you, you know, can't do this and you can't do that before you get before my, anyone else tells you. My mum would have still told me I could. Yeah, mum. I'm pretty sure. But you'd have already had everyone else around, or you'd have had the teachers around you telling you you can't. Yeah. You've got someone Someone to, to like, ground you. Yeah, that's Or ground I mean. you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy who talks about this, he comes from an angle of self-help, I believe. Mm. I probably should have done a little bit more research, but from what I can gather, I've lost the video ahead, so I'm speculating a lot. But from what I can gather, he's a self-help... Mm-hmm leader type speaker type person author what have you yeah so you know the kind mm-hmm. but his angle which in fairness gap in the market mm-hmm. comes from a place of a more realistic stance so he argues that the world still runs on a status basis as we have always so oh, like yeah. financial family names career like hierarchies mm-hmm. And certain industries are like up here and others are down here, and you can be protected by your money and etc. etc. Yeah. And he argues that there is three ways to build status. Yeah. Um, if I could remember the three ways, that would, <laughs> help, would help the argument. But like, I understand he came from like a really, really, really logical perspective. Yeah. Of like, if you want to be this, you need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I just don't think life works like that. I mean, how soon in life do you need to be realistic? That's my question. I don't know if I'll ever be realistic. Because I'm I genuinely think his story, but how soon... Okay, you, you could argue that telling your children they, want to be, they could be anything they want to be as a disservice. Of course you can. You could also go from it at the stance that you're telling them that they can be anything they want to be if they put the work in. You're not saying to them, you can be anything you want to be and I'll make sure you do it. No, but then his point on that is that you can put the work in all you like it's and it like, still won't happen for some people. That, negative. That, it's not even negative, but like that unaspirational from such a young age. And like he's saying it from a point of quite extreme success. Do you know what I mean? Like he's talking about how unsuccessful people could be from his like own personal success. Like he's yeah. successful from doing that. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. It but I do get, I do, oh, it's weird. I kind of think a mix of both would be good. Like, yeah. be a bit realistic, be a bit understanding of, like, your real circumstances. Yeah. But equally, like, how can you not motivate? Because even not your kids, your friends, your siblings, your parents. What if your parents decide they want to have a job change? Yeah. Are you going to tell them they can do it or are you going to tell them they can't? Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think that... And I think whilst you're young, you should be a little bit of an airhead and want to be able to do all of these things. I'm so unrealistic. Oh, I think fine. I'm going to be rich, work four days a week max, and do a podcast for the next 30 years. Yeah, me too. Except for I just want to work Monday a week. <laughs> and holiday the other six. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind. No, but like, in your... In, I still haven't... Don't get me wrong. I don't think that life is like the fairy tale that I thought it was when I was a child when you watch films and because it's funny as well like you watch films when you're little and you see them as these perfect fairy tales you become an adult and you watch those same films and you see all the sad bits in it yeah it's so weird I can't remember I was watching a film with my brother the other day and it was a film I'd watched as a kid it wasn't a cartoon or anything it was like a pe- people film <laughs> a people film and I cried and I'd never cried as a kid because I remember thinking the film was just so happy what was it was it Judy Boyle does Watched that a lot recently. Yeah, you go on about that all the time. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I quite a lot in that film now. Whereas when I was a kid, I used to think it was hilarious and funny. Yeah. I watch it now, and you see the little bits and the little looks that they give each other, and like what they're saying, what what they're saying, what it means, and everything. And you, as an adult, you look at it and you're like, what kind of sad? I feel like that bit about friends. Like I used to watch it (laughs) so much when I was younger, and now I watch it, and there's a sex reference every three to six minutes. But like had no idea. Yeah. Watching it was such innocence. <laughs> but I don't know, I just I don't think if I I don't know, probably from the age of what, fourteen upwards, you begin to I think become far more aware of your surroundings and far more aware of the opinions people have of you. I guess it depends what your life's like as well. Like some people like would experience that a lot younger as well. Yeah, but like for me, fourteen was kind of between the ages of fourteen and sixteen is when I stopped doing a lot of my like extracurricular things. Mm. For a lot of reasons. For um, um, friends, going out, kind of just thinking it was a bit losery at some point. Yeah, that's so sad, stuff. isn't it? Because there comes a point where it's a bit embarrassing, but there's no reason no, for that. but had I have thought all of those things at four, I would never have done them. And I got to have ten years of doing something that I really, really loved. Yeah. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary to make four-year-olds realistic. I don't think it's necessary... Whilst a four-year-old still thinks they could be a unicorn, allow them to still think that they can be a unicorn. Do you think it's necessary to try and make 25-year-olds realistic? I think that depends on your circumstances, really, doesn't it? Mm. I think that depends on if you're married, if you have children, if you... But I still don't think it's necessary to never believe that you can be the thing that you want to be. Yeah, I think it's quite 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 sad, Yeah, like, school and the world and everything diminishes your imagination the older that you get. The world crushes your dreams, the older that you get. But why, why can't you have dreams? Why can't you decide that... I watched a woman on this morning, the other morning, in the lockdown. I can't remember what job she had beforehand, but it was just like a normal job. In the lockdown, she got furloughed, so she thought, I know what I'll do. I'll taxidermy mice. She is fucking rolling in it now, my Wait, who wants taxidermy mice? Lots of people. She does them hilarious, right? So she taxidermies these mice into positions and then doing, like, yoga and shit. She makes like a hundred thousand pounds a year. Where now. does she find dead mice? She buys them online, and they arrive. Well, I've house. got loads in the garden. And she stuffs them and makes them hilarious and puts little clothes on them, and people buy them. My dog had a dead mouse in her mouth yesterday, and I was gagging. That's gross. You like, should have taxidermied no. it and stole it, <laughs> and we should have a taxidermy business. <laughs> but I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> you that already died. You didn't. That already died. But what the fuck? She followed her dream. Mrs. Hinch. She cleans for a living. She fucking loves the flora, right? 
And now she's got a line of clothing in Tesco's and I've bought it. I don't even follow her on Instagram. I will now I said that. Yeah, Sorry, she's, she's lovely. She's a lovely person. She loves cleaning. She loves cleaning. Like, you can make a job out of literally most things. So, is it realistic to tell someone they can't do what they want to do? No, but we no, no, live no, in a no, world no, where no. you can do what you want to do. But I do think that, like, um, it's not the like, it's, I think it's more the fact that there's not equal opportunity. Like, it's just not the same for everyone. No, there isn't equal. And I think that's like, that, it's a shame, but it is the truth. But I feel like that's the realistic side of it. But does it mean that we can't dream? No, because I think sometimes those people with the lesser opportunity mm-hmm. will still get it somehow. They'll find it somewhere. Yeah. But I think it's okay to still like want to have more. Yeah. Because I think when you when you uh, what's the word succumb to the idea that this is it and that's all it's ever going to be. That's depressing. Well, it can't. Yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. Even if that is it and that is all it's ever going to be. I don't think there's anything wrong with always wanting for more or like wanting for not and that doesn't mean being unsatisfied with what you have but like it's okay to dream it's okay to think oh I could do that or it's okay to because I think that spurs you on even if that's not going to be your life you might you might take up singing lessons in your 50s and because you enjoy singing you wouldn't, but it's not it because it's stupid but because you just enjoy it and there's a part of you that when you're doing it reminds you of when you were the 10 year old that wanted to be the singer yeah that's okay you're allowed to you're allowed to still embody and like it's quite funny isn't it when people just have like a random idea and they're like oh I really want to do this and then they do it and it works out and you're like oh yeah well done like I like seeing it do you know love what? it like I really like when people do I love it when people from this area or from like that we went to school with or whatever mm-hmm. there's like I don't know there's probably about three or four people yeah. who have ended up like really fucking smashing it oh my god yeah and it's it, like I like to see it but then that's the thing isn't it it's the worry that it's still going really to smash it though. three or four people out of all sure. the people that was but it's the worry around. that you don't smash it I mean we did the South podcast for years because of that and now we're smashing it smashing it mate but like you just stop caring because do you know what? People are always going to laugh at you. People are always going to take the piss out of you. Whatever you do anyway. And I think like, the people that take the piss out, well, I probably haven't seen you in about nine years now, so no problem. Yeah. And like... I'm never even going to know. But equally, this podcast, you know, isn't... Yeah, I mean, we... Although, we did have two listeners in America. So if that was you, hello. <laughs> Global worldwide. And one in Belgium. <laughs> and if I knew how to say hello in Dutch, I would, but I don't. <laughs> But hello to you too. I've got a question. Go on. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, oh my God. Um, or just a good advice. piece, maybe not the best. Or what, maybe what, something, what would be advice that you would give someone? Not circumstantial, just like... I think work advice, the best piece of advice I've ever given was work for the job you want, not the job that you have. Yeah. Um... Because I think it instills good like work ethic. Yeah. And also, I don't know, it keeps you pushing. You're like, yeah, I can do more. Um, I think life advice. I don't know. Stop worrying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What it's a really the hard one. Advice I ever got was. Do you know yours? My granddad once told me not that long ago, actually. Yeah. Um, self praise is no praise at all. And I thought, oh fuck. I love yourself. <laughs> what am I going to do now? Building myself up all the time. <laughs> it's because I said oh, I'm your favourite grandchild. Very wise, he has nine. No praise at all. Yes, you made it very clear. Like, yeah. Oh, God. 
I don't know. I, re- I reckon there's loads. Maybe we'll have to revisit. I think some good things to live by is like always find the happiness in the small things. Yeah. I think we forget that a lot. I think we uh, put so much pressure on big things to be successful, to be maybe it's that announcement culture thing to be recognised by others. Yeah. Actually, there's so much beauty in the tiny stuff. Just in the sitting around having a cup of tea with your friends. Yeah. You forget to like genuinely appreciate. Like you're having yeah. a good time. Yeah, or just like the fun little conversations you get to have or you get to meet new people or whatever it is or a little interaction you had with someone in the shop and it was just a nice conversation. Like, I don't know, just little things like that. But I don't know what the best life I'll have to think about that. Maybe I'll think of it for next week. Yeah. Nice advice. Maybe I'm going to ask everyone I know what their best piece of life advice is and then, and then I'll decide what I think is a good one. I'll yeah, I don't know good. mine either. I don't know. I feel like people have said a lot of things. Mm, it's quite dependent. Like people, give you, people give you a lot of advice, don't they? All the bloody time. Yeah. And a lot of unwarranted advice. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay. I have got some advice from some friends. Yeah. Recently, older than me. Um, married and all that shit. Um, maybe not advice, actually, but they, they always say to me, oh, when you're older, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... But I said to them, now I think I'm right, but that happens a lot. So correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. My point was, mm-hmm. they were kind of talking about how they maybe tell the old white lie, or like they have the more arguments, or get shitty with each other and all this shit. Yeah. Because their lives are harder because they're older and whatever. Yeah. Um, is their stance. Although they'd probably argue that that's not it, but it definitely is. <laughs> I said... They said, when you're older, you'll feel differently, like, you'll get it, like, I can't wait for in ten years for you to come to me and say, oh, you were right, that yeah. is what my life's like now. Mm-hmm. But I said, when you were my age, like, because obviously I didn't know them when they were my age, but I do know, like, their sort of, like, timeline. Mm-hmm. I've already made about 100 decisions differently to what you had made by 25. So mm-hmm. how is my path to 35 going to be the same as yours when we're yeah. already in two completely different places. Yeah. For example, they were parents by the time they were my age. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying either of those things are the right or the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is we're completely different. We're in completely different places. Yeah. So I think it's like people try and kind of force you into thinking that it all ends up the same. Yeah, and do you know what? For a lot of people it probably does. For a hell of a lot of people yeah. it does. And uh, that's okay. The but pl- equally, we struggle then to believe that anyone can feel any differently. Yeah, like you all have to feel the and same way. Yeah, I guess that all comes down to like unwarranted words. Mm. Like, why does it matter? Just let someone be whatever they're going to be. And if it ends up the same, it doesn't need to be an I told you so. It just needs to be cool. okay. All right. Do you know what? Here's a good piece. I don't know if this is advice or if this is just a saying, but I read it and I like it. Okay. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, and today's a gift. Because I think... Sounds like a song. It's not. It's from a book called... Well, I think it's in a lot of things, to be fair. I have a book called The... The Something, The Horse and the Boy. It's a beautiful oh, illustrated book. book. Yeah. And um, I love it. It makes me cry every time I read it. I bought it for myself. I think it's a children's book. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. Like, I love it, and I will show it to my children when I have them. But... I think that's something to live by. Is like we constantly live in the past or worry about the future, and we just forget 
be like I'm in Saturday but I'm already thinking what's happening on Monday yeah stop thinking about it until the night before until it gets there yeah you can plan for it you can do what you want you can try and and that's the same thing that goes back to the topic is you can tell someone that they need to kind of stay in their lane a little bit and only have certain expectations and only do this None of us know what's going to happen. No, None that of us is know so what's around the corner. When the lockdown happened, oh my god, we made it forty-three minutes before we mentioned COVID. That is that's a what? Hey, that is a Guinness World Book of Records. Did all of the TikTok people think that they were going to become millionaires by a house? Oh no, it's like it's not. All they did was download an app and start uploading videos. Because they were fucking bored. Yeah. yeah. So you have no idea, and a lot of those people statistically probably shouldn't have become famous. Yeah probably shouldn't have been successful I do think that like that but no one no, no parent 25 years ago would have told their child get you're TikTok. not going to get TikTok because it didn't exist yeah and I think that's the issue with today's life is that yes we can set people up for realistic expectations we live in a very unrealistic world yeah like we live in a world that like happens. new shit's coming out all the time yeah so I don't I, know. the book that I'm reading at the moment the, the like umbrella like moral I guess story mm-hmm. is like that doing one thing differently is the same as doing everything differently. I remember you saying that when we were on holiday. It's about that. messing with my head. It's true. How mad is that? Though? Like, if you change one... It's basically like she has an opportunity to look at her regrets in her life. Mm. But it's like you change one decision mm-hmm. and it, does, it changes everything. Mm. And it's like you don't need that person that you were going to meet had you done the other thing. Like all yeah. of this stuff. So I think like, in that sense, and it is true. I think that's the idea of the book is that you maybe reevaluate. You regret things so much, but actually, in doing that decision, mm-hmm. in making that decision, there's been like ten wonderful things that have come from it, yes. and it's just that one thing that you can't see past. Yeah. So I think that in that sense, not everyone has equal opportunities to be whatever it is they want. I was going to say successful, but what even the fuck is it? Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Whatever it is they want that this man is saying, like your parents need to set you up to not believe that you can just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you go out one day and you meet one person, you might be able to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You could stumble across that person. The world's become a much smaller place, but with far more opportunities. It's kind of like a weird... One of my lecturers at uni said that she believed that... Um, you can make your own luck. Oh, okay. So it, that, it, it was like the, the idea that people do get lucky, mm-hmm. which I agree with. Some people just get lucky. Yeah. Some people are constantly lucky. Some people have a stroke of luck. One of my friends, constant bad luck, bless her. All mm-hmm. time. All time. But her, her idea behind it, which actually made a lot of sense because... When she explained how she believed that happened for her, I was like, oh, I kind of get your point. She was like, there is a, things have to align yeah. in order for it to work, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, her job at the university, which is what she wanted to do, she wanted to work there specifically, mm-hmm. she found out there was a vacancy. She applied for it, but she printed a portfolio and sent it to the like hiring person, like the hiring manager the head of the course but she sent it to his desk right so when it got posted to the university it was on his desk it was the day after her interview mm-hmm. so she interviewed and she knew that her portfolio was physically going to be on his desk mm-hmm. unlike everyone else the 10 other candidates that he might have seen 
and obviously yes it worked out for her and she got the job but it was that idea of like it was lucky the job was there when she wanted it mm-hmm. but she created her own luck in the sense of she put herself out there more and like to trigger him yeah and another one of the lecturers I think, I think I think that's possible yeah like she designed for Glastonbury mm-hmm. but she found out that the designer for Glastonbury was going on maternity mm-hmm. she knew she was pregnant and she was like I need to be there well like when they're when they have shoes to fill, I need to be there. And it's that yeah. same thing, like, the luck already exists because the, the timings have aligned and the opportunities there. It's what you she had to make herself present to fill it. She had to be the first person that they saw that they believed could fill those boots. Yeah. So I kind of agree. Like, I do. I think it's that thing of, like, you know, same when people do it for you. Like, somewhat people or the world can open a door for you, mm. but give you a foot in the door. It's up to you to keep the door open. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. I think the world is always going to show you opportunity. It's whether you, it's like whether you want to take it. Yeah, and or you don't know that it's not my time or you want to miss that opportunity. I don't think it's ever anyone's time, though, really. No. But I think it's whether you're ready to create your own luck in that sense. Mm. Obviously, you know, luck does just happen sometimes. Yeah, I love the it. The lottery is just luck. Um, what was I going to say to you, though? I had something. We were talking about creating your own luck opening doors <laughs> and what else you oh university that's where I was going to go it's interesting that your university that triggered you such an inspirational spiel because mine didn't <laughs> I remember being there once and we had this lecture and I did love him a lot I was absolutely petrified of him because he was a very blunt kind of guy and I remember him saying to us once we were all sat there and he said statistically only two of you in here are going to make it oh my god and there were 60 of us in that room and I remember leaving that day I was 20 and I'm believing you knew, coming home going, oh my God. Only two of us are going to make it. And it's probably not me. Like, I'd already decided that wasn't going to be me because he said that. I was like, yeah. well, obviously, I'm one of the two. And like, things like that, that's kind of what I mean by like, the rest of the world's always going to shut your ideas anyway. Yeah. Even the people in your own industry are going to shut you. Even like, the people who pay nine grand a year to support you. Yeah. Um, and so. Don't, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if I think it's a bad thing to let people. Well, even like if you look at your friends, right? So the stupidest shit. Like we, I witnessed this on holiday when we went away. We're so blessed to have such a lovely group of friends and friends that we genuinely all love. But it didn't matter who came down the stairs that day or who was doing what. Everyone was building each other up. Everyone was telling each other how great they looked. Everyone was doing this. Everyone was doing that. Like it was this constant group of cheerleaders at all points of the day. Yeah. Why not? Because I'm sure there'd be 10,000 other people who would just look at us and pick a flaw. Yeah. So why not build each other up? Like, that's what I can't get to grips with. Like, why not? Yeah, and, like, the worst thing that's going to happen is that they're not going to achieve the thing that they wanted to. Well, it's almost like we're gearing everyone up to never be disappointed or to never fail. But I don't think it's bad to be disappointed and I don't think it's bad to fail. Rejection is redirection. Wow! Hydrate or dihydrate, I found one too. (laughs) (laughs) That was lovely. But it's true. Yeah. We're so... It's almost like... I nearly worked at Legoland. You did nearly work at Legoland. You did. You did. Yeah. I was a live streamer for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and all that happened was lots of old men asked me to be my sugar daddy. And if I'd have said yes, maybe I'd be rich. Yeah. Every decision. But I just didn't, you know. It wasn't that type of live streaming. We probably should clarify that. It was yeah. Like a, it was just like a... 
I don't know. Like, not TikTok Live, but that type of thing. It wasn't. I don't know if I'm getting fired on both stations. <laughs> I watched Olivia Atford, Atford, Atwood's documentary on it the other day, and I don't think I... Was it good? I fucking loved it. I really oh, I loved it. it. It was so good. I love it when they just like send me money. Her and Alice Levine. Alice Levine did the three-part as well. About, I don't know who that um, is. I think she's on Radio 1 DJ, I okay. think. She does... She's one of the co-hosts on my Dad Rock Corner. Oh, oh yeah, I love that podcast. I love, oh, so funny. It is so funny. But she did a three-part <laughs> thing about, like, um, basically about sex, about online sex, um, people that have, like, like um, different sex lives, personal lives, not, like, what they put online. It was all, like, different stuff. And then, like, tantric sex and all this different stuff. And she was just so awkward the whole time. It was so funny. That would be me. And that was really good. Whereas Olivia Atwood's a bit more, like, bullshit and, like, gets involved. Yeah. That was really good. I loved them both. But no, I'd definitely watch it. There's one woman, and she just sits in front of a webcam and just, like, says to these men, like, you're disgusting. And then they send her, like, £100. And she's like, oh, is that all you're going to send me? And they send her another £100. Perfect. One guy sent her, like, £600 just for her being rude. (laughs) <laughs> so I've decided I'm going to become more rude <laughs> pick up my live streaming job again <laughs> and make billions I can't wait like, I'm looking forward to it you can buy us two new mics when you do uh, I've a nick of the week go on uh, do you know I had someone tell me that they were actually disappointed that we stopped oh so we need to but I just I just love everyone I'm right out of it you know I just forget okay go on then. I went for a lovely walk this morning oh it happened to you today yeah and there was this guy, who if I'd have seen him in any other situation, would probably been a really good looking guy. I'm going to say 6'4", pretty big built, like good physique, dark hair, perfectly coiffured, tan skin, bit of facial hair, just like good looking guy. Oh my god, what has he, he done? He's icked me out. Why? Because I drove past him, and he was jogging. And that's not what icked me out. Health is well, I'm here for you. I've just been on a walk and I'm driving home. <laughs> he was running. In speedos, not speedos, like shorts, tight swimming shorts. They're not called speedos, but the small ones, the small tight like the swimming oh. shorts, with no t-shirt on. Oh, that is bizarre. Like, yeah. like he was about to do diving in the Olympics. And he had on those yucky trainers with the toe separated bits in it. Oh, what the fuck? That's he went from a ten to a minus four. I was furious with him. Yuck! That was my of the week. So. <laughs> You can you eat no. You can't run through a, a where do we live? Suburban area. There was children around. Do you know what gives me the bit? And he's in bloody tight speeding shorts. Speeding shorts. <laughs> swimming shorts. Topless running. It wasn't it is, that hot. It is hot. It's not that hot. It's a bit hot. I went walking and I had on a, <laughs> I had on a quarter zip. I went walking. <laughs> I didn't feel the need to strip off down into a bikini, did I? And go for a light job. It's ridiculous. So that's my story. Um, do you know what gives me the a bit? Go on. Road rage. I never have road rage. Been, no, been in a couple of cabs this week and cab drivers have got road rage. Oh no, that's so not cool. awkward. That's not cool. Yeah. We once had, me and my dad once, had a cab driver get out of the car and have a punch up. And then got back into the cab. It was a black cab as well, in London. He got back into the cab and went, sorry about that, bro. I was like, what the F? Apology not accepted, please take me home. It was super weird. <laughs> but then my dad did this weird, like, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this, because I'm about to date Matt. He did some, like, 
dads do this because we're in like a black cab of London dads start doing a bit of a weird geezer accent yeah well I mean this man just got a punch because I was like yeah don't worry about it I'm sad about that get me out of this hellhole <laughs> so yeah oh, anyway, sorry sorry dad love you love you <laughs> um, we haven't actually I know we think we spoke about talking again about the September challenge we haven't named it yet so no we haven't named it we haven't thought about the guidelines yeah because so many people just told us we shouldn't do it joking they didn't I'm just trying to bring it back around to the topic yeah but um, oh got you got yes you, you, got, you, you were looking at the old fuck yeah I was yeah um, but we will sort out all the criteria for next week because then it'll be the week after that we start the challenge you excited? I'm so excited. Get ready every day and set I've started. Bed. I've started making my bed every morning already. I haven't. For, for that very reason. I didn't get ready today, but I to, to try and like get into the swing bit. Oh, I'm dreading it. No, I'm not. Oh, yeah, so I'm excited. I need a morning routine. I need payday so that I can buy some things that like make me feel like I'm getting ready. I'm you excited. know? Yes. You know? You? No. Anyway. Oh, my God. Still under an hour, look at us. Efficient, efficient and fast. Getting to the point of which we don't really know what it is. Like, what on God's green earth are we going to title this episode? I don't know. Should we think of it live in the pod? Expectations. Yeah. Well, that is how easy it is to do podcasting. Abby said something and I agree, and that's about <laughs> it. Right, my tiny friend over an hour? Yeah. Fabulous. Bye. So long.